0: Did you get caught in the rain today? It was like such a big deal, the fact that it was supposed to have this big thunderstorm here in Cambridge. And let me show you what I mean, actually. So I took this from my bus ride back home. And, you know, my colleagues were all rushing to get home, you know, worried that they'll get caught in this thunderstorm that was supposed to happen today. And all throughout the day, they had this Amber Warning being sent out to all um, I'm not sure how you get these warnings, uh, I didn't get them, but I guess if you sign up to them, you know, it says you know watch out you know there's something really serious and so it did look that way. you know the sky got darker and darker and there was like some lightning, just a bit of that. and it did hail, so I don't have the audio on, but yeah so if you can hear that 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 is hail in my bus, so it was hitting the top of the bus, but then it stopped. and and now it looks looks fine looks okay yeah Uh, exciting though yeah anyway that's um, excitement for you here in Cambridge actually if I look at the news I'm sure that it's covered actually in the news so okay alright so there it is Met office issues yellow warning for thunderstorms there was supposed to be like 40 to 60 millimeters of uh, rain in within an hour um, but I guess it's a good thing it, it's good that there wasn't any flooding and there wasn't damage to buildings that there wasn't any power cut yeah uh, you you see why English people British people talk about weather so much it, it rarely rains or uh, it does change quite a bit but it's always on the mild side so it might rain but it isn't very heavy it might snow but then that's very rare as well uh the only thing that happens is sometimes it gets really warm um like 32 degrees warm and that's um that's here in the uk i know back in malaysia it's always 32 degrees uh but here without aircon it does get unbearable so i i must say that 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 is something that i haven't yet gotten used to anyway sorry for that random thought today um We're doing another live episode of the Daily Bible Reading Show just because um, I'm trying to ease back into it. It is a lot easier than having to edit videos. Uh, And so doing it live means, you know, whatever I say, whatever happens, that's it. I I can't change that. Uh, But also, it means that, you know, we can see more like a conversation. I think one of the really useful things about listening to a podcast or watching to some, watching something like this on the internet is to try to put as much engagement as possible. I mean, if you want to watch like a really good show, you, can, you have Netflix for that. But then why do you then turn to YouTube? Why do you turn to something like this as a medium for, um, I don't know, content or information? I think <clears throat> it's relationship. I think the best form of... Communication is always that relationship, it's that connection that you have with whoever it is that you're listening to or watching. And um, movies can only do so much about that, but I guess uh, the new medium of social media means that you can try, you can at least try to build a relationship with the people you're connecting with, whether it's me with you or you with whatever you're watching. And so that means stuff isn't always as polished as they are in like a movie or in a TV show. But it means that uh, what happens is as real, as authentic, and as relevant as possible, I guess, like, you know, raining today in Cambridge. So I'm trying to inject a bit more of that. Uh, To be honest, it's really just me trying to put in the hours of practice. Uh, I haven't yet cracked it. I haven't yet understood how to do this. But this is my attempt. This is my um, just practice time for me to try to build that into um, doing these videos um, I'm still having to do Sunday sermons online so I got an invitation today I think I, from another Chinese church, I, I actually I never heard from them before but I have to read the message after this and so it, it might be online, actually I, I thought it was uh, but then again it's so far into the future it might be anticipating a time when we can meet together, let's see So this is from a local Chinese church somewhere. I won't mention them. They have this uh, event. And oh, oh, actually, no, it might be in person. Can't really tell. Need to contact them again. Um, Oh, that's refreshing. That's great. I guess uh, that's something to look forward to. Uh, I need to get used to that as well. (laughs) Just as you're getting used to. Um, doing this online thing, speaking to the camera, using the microphone, then you're getting back to physical meetings. And that's a different kind of challenge. Um, it's good. It's good. Uh, my next, um, my first, uh, speaking, um, thing in person, I think it's in the middle of August. So, um, But even before, actually actually from this Sunday onwards, I think I have something on every single week for the next five weeks. So just gearing up for that, just getting ready for all the preparation, all the practice so that, you know, make the most of the opportunity on Sundays. Anyway, anyway, um, this is the Daily Bible Reading Show. We're looking at just one passage. You can see already clicked on Mark chapter 2. Actually, I haven't looked at it. I, I just clicked on it because I thought... And I want something that I can maybe not do the entire chapter, but maybe talk through as if I was doing it as a Bible study. And uh, uh, the reason why I left the other three is because I think, I think I actually have sermons written on these and might record them as separate videos. So, um, yeah, of course, I I preach on Mark chapter two as well. So I could have done that as well. But um, uh, I think... um, I don't know, maybe maybe because because it's familiarity. Honestly, I don't know why I chose this, but we're gonna look at Mark chapter two. Um, yep, so let me pray. Uh, Heavenly Father, um, I don't know if this is a useful uh, medium for uh, sharing the gospel or just encouraging my friends. Um, all I wanna know is I wanna make the most of it. And so help me to be as helpful as possible me to reflect in a way that is honoring towards your word uh, help me not to go too far off course but guide me in uh, my thoughts and my speech so that it is more helpful than it is a hindrance uh, help us all to focus in Christ to hear the gospel to respond to it with repentance and faith we pray this in Jesus name amen amen so this is Mark chapter 2 <clears throat> By the way, um, one of the reasons why I have my headphones on is because my fan on my computer goes crazy whenever I do these live streams, and it's just so distracting. Uh, But I mention that because I think it might be picked up by the mic. So if you, if I don't say anything, you might be able to hear in the background. So I do apologize about that. But yeah, that's, um, that's just what's going on here. Okay, so Mark chapter two, and when he, So Jesus, when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. Saying we never saw anything like this. Okay, let's pause there and look at this miracle. And um, let's just look at the context, just the beginning, how the Bible is setting out the scene before Jesus does this miracle. And it goes to certain lengths to describe how Jesus returns home and everyone hears that he comes home, so to his hometown he goes back to his home, presumably his house, and that there was no more room inside his house, and that he dug up the tiles of the roof of his house. So locating Jesus in his own home seems to be very important to the context of the story. And I guess it describes then the kind of reception he received back home. You know, if it's his home, that means his neighbors were the ones who had been there, People would have seen, like, where he lived, you know, his room. Oh, Jesus, you know, this is your, you know, um, your bedroom. This is where you live. These are your family members. So they went where he lived, and they kind of, like, crowded and packed his whole home. You know, so many were gathered there that there was no more room, not even at the door. So it's painting a picture that it was just so full even at the point whereby the door, you know, you're going to peek your head in to have a look at what's going on inside. Um, You can't because there were just so many people overflowing outside of his home. Uh, By the way, uh, you know, this is a one-bedroom apartment. I once had 38 people. (laughs) I mean, try to imagine 38 people packed in this room, not even in a bedroom, but just in this hallway. Uh, They were just so polite. They didn't want to they don't want to go into the bedroom, but it was for a Malaysia day kind of like thing. We had food, and so everyone just turned up and they invited their friends. And it was honestly really warm. You can you imagine 38 people here? And really loud as well. I, I, I really felt really bad for my neighbors, especially the person downstairs. But I guess uh, that's the kind of situation that Jesus faced where it was just standing room really sweaty really noisy um, and maybe not noisy I guess they were there to hear him so they would have kept quiet but still really uncomfortable so um, and he was preaching the word to them they were hearing Jesus um, yeah preaching Telling them about God, telling them about the Bible, and speaking to them, hence preaching the word, you know, speaking something that God was saying to them. Verse 4. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, didn't say who they are, you know, they removed the roof above him, and when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. So um oh oh it says verse three. There there you who, who they are they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men so there are four guys carrying a friend who can't walk that's what a paralytic is someone who is disabled and has to be carried around presumably on a stretcher so four people you know two on each side and they wanted to bring him to jesus to be healed at this uh, bible study but he couldn't get in because there were too many people and so what they did was they went on top of the roof, made an opening, I guess they dug through the roof, and they let the bed down, like, you know, Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible, where he gets lowered down on uh, from the roof. Um, yeah, mm. yeah. And what I find really amazing, you know, there are really so many interesting things about here, you know, how did they... You know, of all places to dig a hole in the roof, you know, Jesus' house. I'm not sure that would have been a good idea, but I guess they were just that eager, that desperate. They loved their friend that much. But what I find most amazing is verse 5. Because verse 5, Jesus looked up, and he says that verse 5, Jesus saw their faith. This is plural. Saw their faith. And then he spoke to the paralytic. That's something that Jesus saw in these four friends that displayed their faith, their trust in him. And presumably it's the trust that Jesus could really help their friend, that Jesus could heal them. And it's interesting that it's not the faith of the paralytic. It's not the person who wanted to be healed, but rather the faith of his friends. And I find that so encouraging that actually it's, you know, it doesn't tell us whether this disabled, this person who needs help, whether he actually trusted in Jesus. Well, he was really happy at the end. He goes home glorifying God in verse 12. But in the beginning, what we are supposed to concentrate on is not this guy, but his four friends. And these four friends trusted Jesus enough on his behalf for Jesus to recognize that and to honor that by curing his friends, curing his, their their curing the friend's friend. <laughs> and, and, you know, there's, again, this is intentional. You know, there, it's no accident that the author includes this detail, the same way that the author includes details like the house being really, really packed. It wants us to see that it made such a difference for these friends who trust Jesus on behalf of their friend. And you think of someone who maybe really, really needs help Um, and can't get to jesus on themselves but you believe enough in christ and his goodness that you know you're willing to go the extra mile on behalf of your friend Uh, maybe praying for them maybe bringing them in some way into contact with god whether it's you know bringing them to a bible study to church or just to meet With your pastor or just to even sit with them and talk with them and answer their questions about God or just being a good friend with them whatever it is now these were good friends because they were friends who brought their friend to God you know they 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 trusted God enough on behalf of their friend who needed God's help Uh, well anyway Jesus he saw their faith and then he spoke to the paralytic and he says son your sins Are forgiven, son. Very affectionate. We are referring to someone he, you know, this person had never met him before, but you know, ataya that kind of thing. You know, speaking very um, relationally, very lovingly towards this person, and then saying something very surprisingly: "Your sins are forgiven." (coughs) You know, if your doctor (laughs) said to you, "Your sins are forgiven." And you went there to get a checkup. You went there to you know, say, I'm complaining about, you know, coronavirus or something like that. You know, and says, oh, you know, maybe uh, doctor, do your job. You're supposed to cure me of this disease. And, you know, um, I think even the friends would have been surprised by the kind of cure that Jesus gave to this person because it was a cure for sins, not a cure for his legs, not a physical cure. It was a f- spiritual uh, forgiveness that Jesus gave. To this person your sins are forgiven and it's only halfway through the story because now some other people are there and they react very negatively towards what Jesus says Verse six now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts why does this man speak like that he is blaspheming who can forgive sins but God alone so scribes are scribes what would be the equivalent today i guess if you go to um cambridge you know cambridge we have uh, some scholars here who dedicate their time to studying the bible and they produce like translation work and they're they're the experts you know you want to find out about what the greek word for i don't know whatever it is you know for scribe is you know they will be able to tell you Well, these are the scribes. These are the Bible experts, the people who know God's word, who know God's character. And they're saying, so when they say Jesus is saying something wrong, they know their stuff. You know, they're not saying it based on opinion. You know, they have a certain authority to their thoughts. They don't ever say it out loud because they're saying it in their hearts. But enough of them, so uh, it's not just one person, but enough of them sitting together, uh, maybe giving each other looks and going, hey, you know, Jesus... Uh, said something wrong here, very offensive, that Jesus is forgiving sins and only God can forgive sins. So that's the position of these uh, religious leaders. And in a way, you know, that is the position of God, you know, position in in his word. You know, uh, God is the only one with that authority. As a judge, you know, he's the one who decides what's right and wrong. And God is the only person who has that right relationally. Because we are not talking about just a wrong that you do against one another. When you use that word sins, it's a very heavy word. It's it's talking about the kind of wrong that you do against God, a kind of wrong that you do in breaking God's rules. And therefore, you know, when Jesus says your sins against God are forgiven, you know, he's saying only God can say something like that and have that authority. Because if you say it, you know, of course, number one, you know, nothing might happen. But if you said it, uh, believing in God, you know, uh, believing that only God can forgive his sins, essentially what you're doing is this thing, blaspheming. You're saying something that insults God's character. You're taking upon yourself that right that only God has. So, yeah, so they were really offended. And yet they don't say anything. That's interesting, isn't it? Because verse 8 says, Jesus perceiving in his spirit... Then he questioned them. He, he could tell what they were thinking. And that already is pretty amazing. Jesus can actually look into our hearts and see all the thoughts we are thinking about God, about one another, that we don't say to one another, but Jesus can see it, and He's almost like read it on our hearts. And so he questioned them. They don't dare question him. He asks them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic your sins are forgiven, or to say, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Interesting. Jesus offers them almost a choice, you know, which is easier. Sometimes going you put it on a scale, which is lighter, which is heavier, which is easier, which is harder. And he gives us two choice. choices. Choice number one, you can say to this disabled person, your sins are forgiven, which is what Jesus said. And all of them say, oh, you know, you can't say this. You know, you can't back it up. You can't prove that his sins are forgiven. Or option number two, say to this person, rise, take up your bed, and walk. Meaning you're healed. You know, to say to this person, God heals you in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what the healers do these days, right? They claim uh, power and they apply that power in some act of miraculous you know, uh, intervention, and they say, You're going to be healed, you're going to get this money, you're going to so, you know, Is it easier to do that kind of miraculous you know, healing thing or to say, Your sins are forgiven? Now, just let's think about that for a moment. On the one hand, if you're just saying these things, because you just say, which is easier to say, on the one hand, it's easier to say, Your sins are forgiven. Because no one can no <laughs> no one can prove it, you know. Uh, and you know it's worth thinking what's the equivalent of that. You know, if we, if we say to one another, "God loves you," or "God has forgiven you," or you know, yeah, stuff like that. You know, something about God that uh, really that that you're taking upon yourself the authority to represent what He's doing or what He's thinking about you. He loves you. He's forgiven you. That kind of thing. On one level, anyone can say that. Because how do you know? How can you back it up? Whereas if you want to say something like, you know, tomorrow it's going to rain. Or uh, tomorrow you're going to be healed of this disease that you've been plagued with for all your life. You can't walk. Or tomorrow, you know, today you have corona. Tomorrow you're going to be healed. That kind of thing, when tomorrow comes... And you're not healed you're still in that trouble you're still stuck in that situation you can go aha (laughs) you lied you don't have the authority you were blaspheming and then you know uh, you get into all kinds of trouble so on the one hand it's easier to say that your sins are forgiven and it is harder to say this I think, I think that makes sense, right? You know, the easier thing is to say this. And that's probably what everyone's saying in their hearts. You know, Jesus, you're saying stuff that you, don't, you can't back up. But then Jesus says, I'm going to prove to you which is the right answer. Verse 10. And Jesus says, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Option number one. And then he said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. And he rose immediately, picked up his bed, and went out before them all, so that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw anything like this. Okay, so Jesus proves option number two. Now Jesus says both, option number one, your sins are forgiven, and option number two, pick up your mat, go home, you know, walk, heal, that kind of thing. And Jesus says option number two and proves option number two. And so the moment he says it, it says there, immediately, verse 12, he rose up. You know, immediately, whatever he said became true. Immediately, whatever Jesus said would happen, did happen. And it shows that Jesus has the power to do option number two. But the reason why he proves option number two is to prove option number one, that you may know that the Son of Man, verse 10, has authority to forgive sins. You see, they don't believe that he can do this. And they don't believe that he can do this either. But now that Jesus shows that he can do this, he shows that he can actually do this as well, forgive us our sins. Or, or put it another way, again, that easier or harder thing to do. Everyone thinks that this is the easier thing to do. You know, say you're forgiving, forgiving sins. And what Jesus is proving is this, <laughs> this is the easier thing to do healing us of that disease, giving us the answer to that prayer, changing the circumstances, changing our whole world. That is so easy for Jesus to do. He can just say it and it will be done. And Jesus is saying, this is the harder thing to do, to actually forgive sins. And Jesus has come to do both. He's come to do both. Now, how does this apply to us today? Well, if you were this paralytic, or if you were even his friends, you know, his friends brought all brought his friend, this paralytic all the way to Jesus to do option number two, right? That's what we pray for. That's what we want, ask, want to ask God to do. That's why we think that if God did this, oh, my friend will become a Christian. You know, my friend's in trouble. If God answers his prayer, he'll definitely believe in, in, in God. But Jesus is saying, there is a greater thing for you to ask from me not just asking for the healing from that disease, change of that situation. There's actually a greater and more important thing that Jesus has come to do and that he has accomplished, that he has done on the cross, that he wants us to, he wants us to ask him to do for us, if that makes sense. In other words, ask for this, not this. This is easy. This Jesus can do. But this is the real reason he came. He came to forgive us of our sins. He came to give us this complete healing that isn't just physical, but is spiritual, that's relational, that is more eternal than just this temporary changing of circumstance. Now, this is serious as well. I mean, this man could not walk And now he could. And as a result, everyone suddenly was amazed. Everyone's glorifying God. I misspoke earlier. I said that he was glorifying God. But it looks like everyone else was glorifying God. And I find that even more intriguing because, again, you know, you do wonder whether this person actually did trust in God, trust in Jesus, or even became a Christian. Because, you know, it doesn't anywhere say that he had faith, that he trusted in God. If anything, his friends had that faith. And wouldn't it be tragic if this person whose life was changed completely by Jesus did not trust in Jesus? That one day he died, one day he rose again and faced Christ as judge, and Jesus said, away from me. Now, now you don't know, that that's going a bit too far, I guess. But it would be tragic, wouldn't it? As tragic as someone who had a serious illness, a serious situation, receiving that answer from God, and yet not turning to God. In fact, turning away from God, not trusting in him for the bigger thing, the more important thing, the thing that Jesus says he has come to do to forgive us of our sins. I think we should stop there. I know there's more in chapter two um, that is interesting, but um, I, think, I think that's a good place to end. Um, Heavenly Father, thank you so much that Jesus came to do that greater thing, the most important thing of forgiving us of our sins. Help us to look to him for that and Lord, as we struggle with, with real struggles, you know, some of us are struggling with disease, uh, with depression, and with situations that we just can't change. Help us to see that you have already changed the bigger problem. You have already forgiven us. And that one day, together with that, you know, everything else will be changed as well. In you know, all of creation, everything that's been plagued and just kind of like affected by death, that will be changed to your glory. But until then, we have even now this promise by your Spirit that we have been changed. From the inside out, we have this guarantee of eternal life, and we have this relationship with you. You are our Father, and even now you hear us as your children. Thank you for that promise, for that reality in Christ, we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank you for listening This has been just another random Live episode, we just looked at Mark Chapter 2 from the Daily Bible Reading Show uh, We have a bit more time So I'm going to be a bit more random uh, I might cut this out of the final edit But you know, uh, just look at some other stuff um, Oh, this is This is from Malaysia And a thing's been going on uh, A kind of cool thing uh, You know, here we have vaccinations And you go in and you get vac- vaccinated And that's it by malaysia people have been dressing up to go and get their vaccine so there's this one where this guy dressed up as a t-rex <laughs> and you know what i find really cool is that everyone in the vaccination center played along you know uh, i mean even the security guard he's just so chill you know yeah yeah <laughs> guy in the t-rex costume and this is just so fun uh I am vaccinated by this T-Rex And there are other people Naruto, and this is cool You know, he really uh, I, You know, if you're in the vaccination center And you look, Naruto I goes ha, ha, ha That's funny, that's really cool But if you're walking down the street And you're dressed like this going, I think look like you're like some crazy idiot Look at this guy, so looking at him going Who's this fella? <laughs> but still, it's really fun, really cool uh, so there you go, Naruto with his pose. Uh, Power Ranger. Ah, oh, wow. Power Ranger, Mickey Mouse. Oh, it must be really warm in there. <laughs> Ultraman. Oh, so cool. And, ah, Mandalorian. Oh, wow. This is the way. Very cool. Good show. Uh, oh, the, oh, there's a video. Let's look at the video. Ah, so funny. Oh, collect consent form. Oh, he re- he he just stayed in character the whole time. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> no, no one else, no one. Everyone is just acting really chill. Ah, uh, look at that. Inform medical history, and it's queuing up. Oh, remember to sanitize your claws. Oh, that's that's great. <laughs> uh, someone should do that here. Can you imagine, you know, you're going to get vaccinated and you see someone next to you dressed in this costume? Yeah, take this selfie. I, I realize that this is something that's done more in Asia, back home, than it is here. I mean, back home, everyone is posting their selfies, even videos of themselves getting vaccinated. Uh, compared to here... And I think it's with a reason, it's not just cultural, but because vaccination rates aren't as high as they are here in the UK. You know, Supply at one point in time was really, really low. And everyone was doing everything they can to kind of um, reassure that it's okay, and to encourage people to go and get their vaccines. Whereas here, I think there is a kind of civic consciousness. I think that's that's a really good thing. So for good reasons, here you don't actually need to have that kind of you know thumbnail or that kind of photo that you put on your Instagram to say, "Hey, I just got vaccinated," because kind of like everyone is, everyone knows how important it is, and you can do it so easily. You know, even here in Cambridge, I'm not sure you realize, but I I, I think even in front of King's College, you can just walk in and get yourself vaccinated. But back home, where, you know, um, you have to travel a distance to get to the vaccination centers, Uh, there's not enough going around. uh, And COVID has really, really taken a toll on life back home. You know, so many have perished, the rates are so high, it's affected businesses with all the lockdowns. And so they wanted to make things as positive as possible uh, to encourage people to go and get themselves jabbed and some people still are hesitant about that it's worth being you know understanding about that and these kind of positive vibes and encouragements I think they go really far I think uh, because uh, they've been just so open and sharing their experiences and reassuring people that it's okay that it's helpful that it's good more have come forward to be vaccinated. So uh, one thing I'm really proud of uh, back home, I mean, them doing stuff like this, even even dressing up as T-Rex and Naruto, that's cool. Uh, what else? By the way, I opened up all these tabs at random, so so I haven't looked at them either. So let's see, man tries to pay for a stranger at drive through but is shocked by the amount. So I guess he's, he's trying to pay for the person behind him. Um, yep, he goes to McDonald's 23-year-old Nadrin, he says he would like to foot the bill for the car behind him. And he says, oh, the car at the back, can you add their bill together with mine? I want to pay for the, pay for them. And, you know, that's such a nice thing to do. Yeah, that That's really, really sweet. Uh, it says So I want to pay together with the car behind me. And he says, unfortunately, the total is 200. <laughs> you know, um, Back home where a burger is like, you know, like two pounds or like, maybe like less than 10 ringgit. Um, this is like the cost of uh, 25 burgers. Uh, it's a, oh, wow. No, why is it so expensive? 257 ringgit. It's, it's almost like paying 100 pounds, 150 pounds, that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, he probably expected it to be at the most 10 times less that. So he says, why is it so exp- expensive? She's explained to him it was because the driver behind him was buying for the office so he's buying lots and lots of food for the so sorry i I, I don't have enough Uh, cancel la cup no cancel sister please cancel it and 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 really sweet you know the cashier reassured him that he had a good heart you know and maybe he'll have another chance to pay for someone in the future he says you have a good heart you have good intentions it's okay just not this time and handed him back his food and he was i guess he was Sheepish and embarrassed, but he posted this video anyway. I think uh, that's really honest of him and yeah. so all the reactions are do you know ouch or um, Yeah, at least you have the right intentions. So people oh there, there's a video as well. So let's see let's see if yeah, audio <laughs> Uh, so sweet, oh wow <laughs> this is when he tells she tells her the the bill <laughs> so so why is it so much oh okay, all right, yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, so sweet, so sweet. That That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And uh, just before we end, I just wanted to highlight again, Andy's Cafe. It is a cafe for international students, especially those who are visiting Cambridge over summer um, and going to one of the many um, excellent language schools here in Cambridge. And these uh, cafes, so it's like, you know, you go to a cafe, except everything here is free. Uh, uh, it's meant for friendship, it's meant to be an opportunity for you to practice your English. So if you're watching this and you're an international student, or you know someone who is, this is just an opportunity for them to meet probably the friendliest, bubbliest people in Cambridge. Uh, I mentioned this uh, yesterday already, but I just wanted to highlight again just how wonderful this is. It doesn't happen every, every week, it's just these few weeks in summer, and it's only on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 8 p.m. It's not happening today, therefore today's Tuesday. But tomorrow, tomorrow definitely it's happening. I think it's cultural night. And so they'll pick a culture and they'll have a theme running throughout the evening. Um, the reason I wanted to highlight this is because I looked at their stories. And this was what they did yesterday. So yesterday was International Snacks Night. And so they laid out all their snacks. That's so cool. Choco pie. Oh, that's a so, that's so nice. and And... This looks... Oh, Hostess uh, This is an American snack I think it's got like cream filling in these cakes Very cool uh, And more snacks as well Oh, wow, look at White Rabbit There's a White Rabbit oh, this, this is a snack And also the, the um, half flakes And... Oh, these are um, some kind of like savory um, bean curd, I think If I'm not mistaken It's, it's kind of a little spicy But... Wow, look at the variety. I don't even know what this is. This looks like some kind of biscuit thing. It's all in, in a wrapper, so I can tell. Uh, what else is there? Even more marshmallows. So cool. Oh, wow. So yeah, you know, if you went there yesterday, you would have had this. But there's more stuff happening tomorrow and Friday. Uh, there's a video as well. Ah, oh, very nice. Let's see if there's audio. Oh, no sound. But yeah, lots of snacks. And I think they just want to be friendly and provide an atmosphere that's just relaxed and you know it's in the evening time so this is cool you know you get to sit down chillax social distance as well talk to new friends practice your english and with again really really friendly really lovely people and yeah yeah um it's just great i think it's just a wonderful opportunity to spend that evening uh, with international students helping them feel welcome to the city so, yep, uh, that's it. That's, that's all I have for today. This is in the Daily Bible Reading Show, a very random episode where I just chat. At the end of the day, I just got back from work and just talk to you about stuff that's been on my mind, stuff that's in the Bible, stuff that's happening here in Cambridge. Um, hope you had a good day. Uh, see you again soon. I'm not sure I'm going to do any more of these. Uh, it's kind of random. Maybe, maybe not. But anyway, if you're watching this live, thank you for watching. If you're watching this on a recording, thank you for watching as well. Take care. Have a good day. Take care and God bless. Bye. <laughs> i don't I, I usually do this for the videos but now i can't do that I, I need to time this as i, I do this and enter and, and it off at the same time let's see i put my mouse on the cursor and go by